Welcome to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Harvitz, your host. It's Thursday, November 4th, and here at Baseball Biz, we're going to celebrate a couple of days late. The Atlanta Braves win with the World Series over the Houston Astros. And we're going to take a look from the business perspective about how that all came to be. I don't think you can start that conversation without thanking and saluting Alex Anthopoulos. This former uh, Canadian baseball executive moved from the Toronto Blue Jays to the Atlanta Braves as their new general manager. And with that, he brought his business acumen, his good sense, and the opportunity to spend maybe just a little bit more to create a World Series winning team. And most of that took place after the All-Star Game. We'll take a look at a lot of the free agents across both the Braves and the Astros, what happened with both of the managers and their contracts, and some speculation on what's going to happen with these guys. It doesn't always take a mint. You, you, you don't have to spend, say, what the New York Yankees do or some of the other teams like the Dodgers to make a great team. And a lot of folks have been doing it more and more on shoestring. If you look at the, at the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, Eric Neander, he, he's built a great team there with the, with the Rays with a very limited budget. Let's see. A couple of guys that kind of worked with Neander and since moved on. You got James Glick with the Astros. And you also have, let's see, who is the other fellow? Oh, yeah. Heim Bloom with the Boston Red Sox. So these guys behind the teams, the guys who actually build who's going to play for those managers and those fans, they're the ones that can make a significant difference in the game. So let's get some perspective here. And Looking at SportTrack.com and their MLB team payroll tracker for 2021, not surprisingly, see the, the Dodgers at the top for the 2021 total payroll. Over $267 million. The Yankees follow behind that with $203 million. The Mets uh, behind that with $199 million. And the Astros come in fourth at $194 million. Beneath them are the Phillies, the Red Sox, the Angels, the Padres, and the Cardinals. Payroll doesn't get you all the way to the World Series. I mean, Dodgers made it into the postseason. Mets, <laughs> Well, Steve Cohen, I think, still probably hurting a little bit for this year. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of changes going on there. But the Astros coming in fourth was spending over $194 million. You know, they, they got there. They got there last year and played all the way up through conference series and getting defeated by the Rays, uh, Tampa Bay Rays, that is. And that if you look at the money, while we're saying that they spent Houston Astros over $194 million, the Braves spent $147 million. Let's see. The, oh, the Blue Jays, the team where Alex Anthopoulos came before, they spent $150 million. So a similar budget. And you're looking at the 11th and 12th most uh, highest payrolls. If you go all the way to the bottom, you go to Cleveland Indians, climbing up from 30, Cleveland Indians, Baltimore Orioles, Pittsburgh Pirates, Miami Marlins, and Tampa Bay Rays, and Seattle Mariners. Is number 25. Uh, you know, Mariners got there. They did well, and they did that on an $83 million budget. The Tampa Bay Rays, they moved well this year, too, with a $70 million budget. 
And uh, you go all the way down to the Cleveland Indians. They spent $50 million. The Orioles spent $53 million. The Pirates, $54 million. I think you can spend too little, and you won't see the results that you want. We'll see what happens in 2022. MLB is working on the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement. And we'll see how that all gets settled. There's some conversation about maybe setting a minimum amount that any team must spend to participate with a franchise in the MLB. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know what that would be. I've heard some things bandied around by about $90 million. And if that was the number, that would eliminate about nine teams. Nine teams would have to come up with more cash. Well, anyway, let's take a look again what Alex Anthopoulos has done, how he evolved as the general manager with the Atlanta Braves, and some of the decisions he made this year to build that team and spend the money. Anthopoulos began with the Montreal Expos back in 2000. He started as an intern. He was also sorting through the players' fan mail. Uh, That's right. That was a thing, fan mail back in 2000. Social media. Is there such a thing as fan mail anymore? I don't know. I think everything's on social media. But anyway, he moved up uh, to scouting internship in in Florida for the Montreal Expos. He became an Expos scouting coordinator, but uh, he left there after the 2003 season. It's probably because they were closing the doors as everything moved down to Tampa. Oh, uh, what else? Anthopolis, he, after that, he joined the Toronto Blue Jays. You got to remember, he's Canadian, so I'm sure he had his roots up there as well. And through that organization, he worked his way up. Became like an assistant GM. He was lauded for a lot of what he was doing. I mean, if you look at that Blue Jays team now, a lot of that has to start somewhere. So Anthopolis left the Blue Jays. He moved on, did a little bit of work with the Los Angeles Dodgers for a couple of years as the VP of Baseball Operations. And then in 2017, he moved to Atlanta, and he has thrived there since. They promoted him, let's see, what was that in? Oh, February 2020, and extended his contract to 2024. And there he's been serving as the executive vice president and general manager of the Atlanta Braves. So what has Alex been doing this year to help create that team that's took the World Series? Well, it didn't happen easily. I mean, let's take a look. What what happened with Atlanta Braves this year? You got one of the best people you, you can bring onto a team, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr. You got Azuna with domestic issues that ugly. So he's out. That's two guys that are out. And so in pitching, yeah, you got Mike Soroka out as well. Ugliness. And and there you are, you know, closing up around the uh, coming up to the trade deadline shortly after the All-Star game. What are you going to do? You know, I'm. what are you going to have? Who are you going to have in the outfield? I mean, we had two premium outfielders that are just gone. You're going to bring in some new bodies. So Alex got his shopping list out. Started looking around saying, hmm. Where can I get somebody that's going to make a difference in the outfield? You know, we've got to have somebody with a good club. But I also need somebody who's going to be able at hard up our bat. Where can I find these guys? Well, one good place to begin is go with what you know. Go with what you've seen with value. And that certainly was Adam Duvall, who had played for Atlanta, previously had been traded in Miami. Great performer with a glove and certainly at bat. 
Let's bring Adam back. And Alex did just that. And while he was at it, he needed to get some more people. He said, I need some other outfielders. Who can I get there? Let's see. Uh, oh, my. Yeah, the Royals. The Royals, they might be able to deal. Who do we get, who, who do we got there? Uh, oh, yes. Solaire. Solaire could do fantastic. So I got Duvall, got Solaire. Maybe somebody else as well. Oh, let's see. We already got Jock Peterson from that deal with the Cubs. And then there's Eddie Rosario. Minnesota Twins? Hey, come on down. Let's deal. And there, right then and there, Alex had brought four new members to the Atlanta Braves. They were going to make a big difference in postseason. So who is it again? Solaire from the Royals. From Miami, Adam Duvall returns. From the Minnesota Twins, Eddie Rosario. And from the Cubs, Jock Peterson. So that's how you rebuild the Braves team, a team that was struggling to hit 500 in August. But man, did they come through. And part of that came because of a great manager they've had, a man who's been part of the Braves organization for 45 years, and that's none other than their manager, Mr. Brian Snedker. Well, the good news is that Atlanta Braves actually saw the value of Snedker, otherwise he wouldn't be around there for 45 years. Uh, part of that's because his own passion and loyalty for that team. Snicker has been up and down the manager, coacher level, scout, whatever. He's been through that system with the minors to the majors to the minors to back up again. So while I have been lauding and praising these four new guys, there's a lot of other people already on that team who really contributed. But one guy who was everything to that team. He was the face of that team as much as Brian Snedker was. I mean, like I said, Brian just recently got re-upped to, through 2023, I believe. But Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman is the heartbeat of that team. He's consistent. He keeps a routine. He's the one constant that's been there time and time again. Freddie is a leader with the Atlanta Braves. It was at the end of the World Series, at the end of Game 6. Everybody was celebrating, pouring champagne, etc. And all, of course, the media trying to grab every one of these players to get some sort of interview. Not surprisingly, MLB Network did a great job, and they were pulling different players over there to their, their little desk on the field, if you will. And I enjoy all of those commentators slash analysts. The one that I appreciate the most is probably Pedro Martinez. Because all that he achieved as a player... And his honesty and his willingness to ask sometimes the hard questions. So there they are. And and after winning the World Series, all these players, I'm waiting for somebody to say, Hey, Freddie, what are you going to do now that you won the World Series? I'm going to Disneyland. But, But that isn't the case. Now imagine if you would, Pedro Martinez's valid question being asked instead in like a Hollywood manner. Maybe it would have sounded something like this. Hey, Freddie Freeman. You've just won the World Series. Are you still going to be an Atlanta Brave? That's sort of the question that Pedro Martinez with the MLB Network posed to Mr. Freddie Freeman almost immediately after he had won the game. Here's what Freddie had to say. You know, I, I don't want to go anywhere else. This is the only uniform I've put on since 2007. I got to put it on as a Gulf Coast League Braves since 2007, and I, it, means, it means a lot to me. So did I think I'd be sitting here November 2nd with not a extension or a contract no i didn't think that 
everyone knows where my heart is, and this organization means a lot to me. Like everything else with Freddie Freeman, it's above board, it's on us, it's a, it's a real response. Freddie is a class act. <laughs> I do have to say I was a little stunned that uh, Pedro asked quite that direct a question during that moment of celebration, but there probably wasn't a better time to ask it. If you're thinking, well, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they already have this signed? I don't know. I don't know. I understand it's a business transaction. I understand that uh, Alex Anthopoulos has a lot of difficult decisions to make here real soon. But I think that Freddie Freeman want that I believe that the Freddie Freeman decision should be pretty cut and dry. All that man has done. I mean, my, and my gosh, what was it in, in a, the last game? Game six, he has a double and a homer. Woof. You know, it wasn't like that just emerged out of nowhere. That kind of talent was there. And that the the respectability, the leadership, everything that man has needs to be honored. It needs to be, uh, he needs to be recompensed. Money needs to be paid properly. He's a free agent this year. He wants to stay in Atlanta. The Atlanta fans want him there. And I think it's a matter of respect to get a decent offer to him quickly. An extension or a contract should have been put out there and offered to Freddie prior to the World Series. But those aren't my decisions to make, and I'm not sitting in Alex's chair. So God bless him, because I, I don't know what I would do when you figure all the different people he has to look at. So who are going to be free agents for the Atlanta Braves this year? So the good news is that the Braves already did re-sign Charlie Morton, a man who took a broken bone, game one of the World Series, and then continued to go ahead and play for another inning and a third. Talk about dedication and loyalty. There you go. But who are some of the other people that Alex has to make a decision about? We have right-handed pitcher Jesse Chavez. Also in outfield, you got Adam Duvall. I think they got a mutual option on that. Let's see. First base, Freddie Freeman, obviously. Right-handed pitcher, Chris Martin. Outfielder, Mr. Jock Peterson. That's also on a mutual option. Right-handed pitcher, Tanner Rourke. Outfielder, Eddie Rosario. And outfielder, Jorge Soler. Left-handed pitcher, Drew Smiley. Right-handed pitcher, Josh Tomlin. It's a club option. And catcher, Stephen Voigt. Hmm. I don't know. I said, I wouldn't want to be Alex. It's going to be tough. That's that's a lot of people to try to figure out what you're going to do with free agency. I don't think the beginning of the team of the Braves at 2022 season is going to look anything like the one that won the World Series. I don't know. I'm hoping you keep in most of these guys. I'm hoping that they can crack that wallet open a little bit more. I don't know that Azuna will ever be back as an Atlanta Brave. I think Acuna Jr. obviously will, and that will make a difference as well. What are your thoughts about all this? And go ahead and send them to me at the Baseball Biz on Twitter. And that's the best way to communicate with me, and I'd love to hear what you think about who should stay on and who should go. We're making this a short show today. There's so much to celebrate, but like I said, there's always something to look forward to about the future of the Atlanta Braves. And I'm not digging into the Astros this uh, today, today being, again, November 4th, 2021. But by tomorrow, it is expected 
that Dusty Baker will have a new contract with the Astros. You know, the Dusty actually went through the postseason as a lame duck. Actually went through, I guess, through his entire season as a lame duck. But it is certain that he'll be back. He's had great success with them. He took them within one game of getting the American League Conference Series in 2020. And just two games away from winning the entire World Series in 2021. And as happy as I was to see the Atlanta Braves win, part of my heart broke when I saw that Dusty Baker was not on the winning side of that World Series. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Baseball Biz. Please go ahead and send me something at the Baseball Biz on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts. Also, if you have any recommendations about how the how the Atlanta Braves should proceed when looking at all these people coming up with free agency. Who are they going to be able to keep who they aren't? It's going to be interesting. Thank you again for joining me here today on Baseball Biz. And as always, you can find us here. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, any of those. So we look forward to telling you guys again real soon. Special thanks to X-Take RUX for the music rocking forward. <laughs>